Hey everybody out there, Jason here. Ah, welcome back to another sweet, sweet, sweet episode of this show of ours. All ours, really. Um, this is somewhat of an extra special episode. You might ask yourself, or me for that matter, well, why is it so special, Jason? And I would say, I'll thank you not to be so familiar with me. My name is Mr. Rambo. Thank you very much. Also, it's because um, this is our very first time being back to Louisiana since our very, very, very first episode, which was, of course, the Axeman of New Orleans. It is a hometown to Chris and I, and others as well, I'm sure, but we're here to talk about what matters. This guy isn't a New Orleanian as, as we are, but... He is a Baton Rougean, Baton Rouge. Um, that's where this guy operated. He was called the the Baton Rouge Killer, even though he didn't actually try to kill Baton Rouge even one fucking time. He's just whatever, lazy. But in just a, a few short years, this guy, in our lifetimes, he racked up a. Uh, Man, like a, a kill for every single day of the week, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I need your love, babe. Guess you know it's true. Hope you need my love, babe. Just like I need you. Yo, Pappy. And Pappy. What a stupid name for a father. I agree completely. Zero respect in that. But I call you Pappy. And because you're like, gold! There's gold, I said! That's how you answer the phone when I call. Pappy? Gold! Tell me the gold! Andromeda, Starburst Galaxy of Messier 82, the Dolphin Nebula, the Thor's Helmet Nebula, I've never seen that, NGC 691 Spiral Galaxy, and Messier 81. Ah. Ah. Edge, thoroughly shaved down, nerves, thoroughly coated in a nice numbing muffling wax. Now is the time. Now is the winter of our discontent, which fuck. is often, that was me sitting on a couch, not me farting, I swear to God, is often <clears throat> misunderstood as something terrible coming your way, when in reality, the winter of our discontent means the coming end of our discontent, which is actually a thing to, to be, to be, revered and, and reveled in. Mm-hmm. I agree. That That is what that means. I wish I had a fart ready. It would have gone there. Yeah. Welcome. Jesus. To another. Yeah, that's right. We did it. We did it like that. And we'll do it like this. And we also maybe even did it with a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> Episode of See no hear no speak no. The UFOs, the conspiracies, and the fart-filled murders. Murder, 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 murder. I I should have just added the echo in post. I shouldn't have done it live. I think that cheapened the 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 property values around here. Well, we're nothing if not cheap. Um, or at least you are. I have a lovely bunch of free coconuts. I got them because I'm on food stamps. Doom, doom, doom. The government paid for them, and I don't even eat them all. 
How about that chub your cheese? Because coconuts. Uh-huh. I've been meaning to say more things in the show that I can then edit out later, just so I can get practice editing. Nice. Yeah. It's not true. That was just terrible. I'm going to need you to <coughs> say the word coconuts a little faster when you say it, because I thought you were at, you were like offering yeah. me cocaine. Again. And I do not appreciate being tricked. Well, I said coke or nuts. I will fucking end you. Or... <laughs> Or nuts. Or nuts. I'll take some of those or nuts, thank you. So, how is all this wonderful, chilly, eleven nineteen eve of 20? That's a good question. How is all? I, w- I would like them to email us with their how is statements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and replies to snhnsn. P-O-D at gmail.com. Breach! The chicken hookers. All of you chicken hookers. Man, that took a turn for the chicken hooker real fast. And I like the the jib cuts. That's really, right. Which really, I think, is the, the cut of the giblets, which chickens do have. So I think the seeing the, the jib cuts on that one and, and being like, yeah, I think it's okay. I, I mean, that's why I did it. Yeah. Did you not know? Yeah. I like the the cut of your fucking what are the big pork chop sideburns? Pork chop mutton sideburns. Mutton chops. Oh, yeah. I like the cut of your mutton jibs. <laughs> so, Sean Vincent Gillis. We're just gonna jump right into it. Okay. I'm gonna fucking go goddamn like you know how how Dalsim had the, the the kick where he was like spinning and he was like a torpedo. Yeah. With his I'm going to do that right into this dude's fucking story. Yoga, spinning kick into this story. That's right. This is the story of our very first known Louisiana serial killer. Awesome. That's right. That's right. That's right. And not only uh, known, but operated uh, entirely in a time period where Chris and I probably heard of him through uh, adults talking about it or on the news or something like that. Um, this Should have. This guy is a piece of shit. He's a super piece of shit. But I will let this out just a little early in saying that he is one of two Louisiana serial killers, both operating at the exact same time. Wow. Which Sean Vincent Gillis says of the other, which we'll get into later, that he wanted to impress him. That he didn't want to be outdone by the other one. That's pretty special. Yeah, it's a little special. You know, actually, I th- and I think I've made mention of this in another in a previous episode, or maybe I haven't. Maybe I just said it in conversation mm-hmm. that um, when we were in high school, there were like at least three that were operating in the Louisiana area. I think mm-hmm. two of which were in Baton Rouge. That is that happens to be the two that we're going to talk about. Awesome. <clears throat> so I, and during the ending phase of his career, uh, the the police do theorize that there would be one or two others out there, uh, but if there were two, the other wasn't caught. So as far as we know, uh, history wise. There were two. That was me shifting my weight in a seat, not me farting. Or that was Chris farting, not me <laughs> shifting my weight in a seat. My couch is noisy. So, uh, Gillis was born June 24th, 1962, in Baton Rouge. Which Baton. is, that's the, the capital of our, our fair land of red sticks. Indeed. It, that's what the Algonquins called it. Indeed. <laughs> Stupid Alice Cooper ruined Indian speak for me. Um, <laughs> we, we are about uh, an hour away, 45 minutes, hour and 45 minutes away yeah. <clears throat> from Baton Rouge now. Uh, he was raised in the south of Louisiana, which is where we are now, uh, which means he was raised at Chris's house. Dun, dun, dun. 
What did I tell you about that tone? What did I tell you? You said take it as often as possible. Mm. That's right. As <laughs> James isn't here anymore. Um, <laughs> wow. That was a side eye. I don't bit. think I deserved. A little bit. Like, I'm going to leave that in the fucking show. I am. I totally leave. So, he was born to Norman and Yvonne Gillis. Norman uh, was a struggling alcoholic, uh, which really, if you're an alcoholic, how can you struggle to be an alcoholic? Like, can you just not afford the booze, I guess? That's my question. How, like, Mm. what kind of struggling are you doing? I think that every time that he went to drink, he also put, like, a 15-pound concrete block on his back. How's that for struggling alcoholism? Sounds more like a training alcoholic. Mm. Like he's training Man. to be a better alcoholic. It's, but. it's like stoned memory. Like when you remember something that you thought of when you were stoned, but only if you're stoned again. Yep. Stoned. Yep. Big concrete block on his back. He's, he's just, Anyway. Maybe I'd remember if I was high. That's right. Y'all um, want to get high? Not with you, you fucking goddamn talking towel. Obviously on way too much LSD already. Oh, yeah. That's how we do it. So, uh, his father also suffered from mental illness. It doesn't uh, go into any kind of detail on what kind. I assume schizophrenia because I assume many things in life. And that one I'm usually spot on about. I think that's a pretty safe (laughs) assumption. Yeah. Um, So, that, that... complicated his relationships with uh, his, his children and his, and his wife. Oddly enough, as uh, no one with schizophrenia has ever had a complicated relationship with no. anyone, much less their actual close loved ones. No, I'm sure <clears throat> not. No. So, um, in one incident, he even held a gun to young Gillis's head. Um, it doesn't say if he shot him in the head or not, but I'm going to assume yes, and then say goodnight, everyone. At the end of this episode. So, out of the safety for his family, Norman actually had the wherewithal to leave. Uh, he, he left, and then he just went out, and he went to, and got into, and was taken out of, or left, and, and over and over again, a bunch of different uh, mental institutions. Okay. Which, it's, you have to commend him a little bit, at least, that he had the wherewithal to do that. Sounds about right. Usually they're just like, no, God wants me to steal trucks for Smurfs so I can kill, I don't know, Puerto Ricans. Maybe he actually liked his wife enough to listen when she said, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, and she was, and he was oh man, I am, oh, <gasps> thank you. Right. Bye. You know, maybe the tears of his children were enough to, to get him to do something for himself that, that might actually help his family. I thought you were going to say start a culinary master career. Because <laughs> no. children's fear tears are delicious. <clears throat> so I've heard. Only if they're... Even better if they're orphans. Everybody wants to cook some tears. So, <laughs> uh, this left Yvonne uh, alone to juggle raising her kid. And attending and being what she is at work, which is something at a local TV station. Okay. Yes, something. I don't know what the thing is, but she was it, and she was it there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite this, um, little uh, little Sean, he, he, he lived a, a normal childhood, relatively. Uh, he was cool with his mom uh, most most of the time, you know, uh, but he was raised by his mom and his paternal grandparents, uh-huh. uh, which is, that's the dad's papas and mamas. Correcto. Because all the leaves are brown. <laughs> Despite this, um, later on, he, okay, so he moves into another neighborhood because they had to after all the, the ugliness or whatever, and he was described by neighbors there as being a bit of a dick. Maybe a bully. Probably they used dick, though. I would have. I would have. Maybe the, the author of this uh, this article shied away from that for tact reasons. I say fuck tact. Fuck tact. Tact is a cunt, and he was a dick. Sounds like the perfect combination. Juicy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Unless you're going to say couture. 
after what you just said, you're going to stop that sentence now. I was going to say moist. Man, that weird Mexican lasagna is coming up. So, uh, (laughs) this is around the time when he was like 10 years old. Um, During his childhood, he attended Catholic elementary school under his mother's request, uh, which is how you attend any school when you're 10. Right. Yeah, because right. your mom fucking wants you to go there. It's not, no, mother, I don't think I will. I think <laughs> I'll go to Presbyterian school. Mother. Oh. I'll not be doing that this how evening. was work <laughs> at the station today, mother? <laughs> Did they get you that boy to do things for you yet? I don't know where my kid's from, but I don't like it. Your kid is talking about some weird shit and boys doing things for his mother, and that sounds like a whole nother episode to me. So, when he reached adolescence, which is like, what, like 11, 12-ish? Like, right, just before... I think so. Just before the the teen years? Adolescence would be prepubescent? Yeah, I believe. Um, He and two of his friends uh, became interested in satanic worship. Oh. Watching... Locals engaging in it and enjoying the thrill of being scared by their rituals. It's a thrill thing, guys. It's like that time that we all put that knife way too close to our dicks. And we were like, I could, but maybe I won't, but maybe I will. You used your dick as the sixth finger in that whole knife stabby game on the table. Oh, God. Right? Hardcore is what you were. (laughs) Man, it's a good thing we're 12 now. (laughs) We've grown out of that shit. Let's Let's go worship Satan. Yes, that's how I imagine that played out really well. You know, (laughs) I find that Satan worship is equally as ridiculous and fruitless as most other types of worship. Indeed. Indeed. Personally. And on par with that fucking ridiculousness, you'll learn that now is the time when he also tended to smoke some marijuana. (laughs) He used to do Mm -hmm. the weed. That's right. This fucking piece of trash. And all of you trash out there that smoke marijuana. <gasps> How dare you badmouth my people. You shut it. Satan worshipping marijuana addicts. Also, pass that pipe. So, I'm just kidding. He's not smoking, guys. I am. That's right. Crack cocaine. So, they're smoking weed. They get into little t- troubles and stuff, you know. Uh, when he was 17, uh, he reunited with his father which uh, they became really close, really, really, really close, really fast. Uh, but it ended pretty quickly the following year when uh, Sean found uh, that Norman had become homosexual after seeing his collection of photos of naked men in various sexual positions. Oh, no, he didn't. That is exactly what Sean said before he, he did the Z-snap and he walked out. He had become this? He had become. He didn't even have to go to a camp. Wow. Just happened, I guess. Didn't even have to join the <sighs> fucking Boy Scouts or. Be I mean, he didn't an altar have to, but he did. Or... <laughs> you know. Uh, so after graduating from a redemptionist. Wait, redemptorist. That says redempt and then tourist. Redemptorist. Which together sounds weird and what okay, the I guess. What does that mean? But redem and then tourist. So it's like a redemption tourist. It's like, I'm only here for the kind of redemption. I still got a house back in Boca. I don't need a guide. I'll show myself around. That's right. And into your home while you're <laughs> at work. Into your pants while you're asleep. Wow, that's also escalated quickly. <laughs> I'm talking about a little B&E, and you're talking about a little B&E. <laughs> so, <clears throat> he, uh, he graduates high school, and he gets a job with Southland Corporation. And begins working as an employee in their chain of 7-Eleven convenience stores. Hey. This seems to be a story that is closely mirroring your own, Christopher. It is so far. It's kind of little... It's... It's freaky. Perturbing? At at the end... If you will. At the end, when we get to the end, and and, uh, this last page, and it says... And the real monster was, and then I show you the mirror, and it's, it's you there. It says, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to freak. It's going to be so scary. I love it. I uh, love it. I look <laughs> so forward to it. However, he didn't actually find any enjoyment in having a job, unlike the rest of America. <laughs> you don't say. Man. 
Uh, he bounced around from one store to another, uh, and instead of working, he preferred to sit in front of the new computer that he had purchased. <clears throat> uh, primarily checking out some porn websites. I bet. Uh, yeah. Uh, specifically, though, pertaining to the rape, death, and dismemberment of women. I mean, if anybody listened to the last episode, which... Hi again, I guess. Uh, we know how things like this can, can turn themselves out. <clears throat> I'll tell you now that the guy in the last episode was a fucking goddamn Prince Charming compared. Indeed. I told you. He was a nice... He was a, he was a good boy. He was a... He was a guy that wouldn't hurt anyone unless they agreed to it. Not even Which simply. is totally different from most of the people we talk about. It's fucking crazy. Right? Uh, so, um, his obsession, even, with uh, checking porn out of this nature, um, somewhat affected his job and other responsibilities, if you could believe it or not. I can't imagine a job that wouldn't be like, man, we are so glad you're looking at torture porn here. Can you please, though, like, maybe go straight in the chip aisle? Because there was a dog in here earlier, and he... You could have stopped him. He was a little dog. But he just ate most of the chips. And, uh... You're here watching dismemberment porn. Hmm. That is fucking awful. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine... That's that's that employee of the month thing shit right there is. that turns people on. I just it. Did you see how he just cut that chick's arm off, man? I am so hard. Like what the fucking fuck? I don't know, man. That's sick fucks. That, that that's I mean that's a, a brain malfunction, right? I mean because that it, I it would can't, think so. I, I I can't say at all with any kind of uh, certainty or even whatever that my brain is the real mccoy way it's supposed to be but i certainly don't get tingles if i see people's jingles get jangled uh agreed hmm. very much agreed I, that's never been a thing i've been into or would enjoy i i can't no i can't even mm-mm. i can't fathom that shit i just can't so uh his his love of using computers uh, eventually motivated him to get a certification for them when he enrolled in community college. And then in 1992, Yvonne, Yvonne, sorry, uh, she took a new job in Atlanta, which is in Georgia. You don't say. Uh, Not the one in Pensacola, Florida, which is, that's just a bar called the Atlanta. And you do not want to go there. Just period. Every and anybody, don't go there. And I'm sorry, Scott. Maybe don't own a bar name at the Atlanta in fucking Pensacola, Florida, you mouthy bitch. Right? He knows what I'm talking about, mouthy bitch, Scott. Fucking Scott. Fucking Scott. <clears throat> French-Canadian come down here and fucking try and open a bar. I'll fucking show him. So, uh, she wanted him to move with her to Atlanta. He said, no thank you. I like it here just fine. So she continued paying the mortgage for him to live in their home while she went on to her new job. Which is great. Which is great, 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 great. Um, That's a good wife for you right there. No, that's his mother. That's a good wife to somebody else. No, that's the guy that became a homosexual. And a good mother for you. For me, maybe, yeah. Don't look at me like that. For you. Be your fucking mother, you son of a bitch. Wait, I just called myself a bitch. (laughs) Anyway. um, uh, Sometime after his mom left is when he began acting out. Uh, which, he's still maybe around 19-ish, you know? Okay. Um, his neighbors would see him yelling at the sky and cursing Yvonne for leaving. This motherfucker would go outside, raise his fists to the heavens and say, Curse you! Curse you, mother! Well, at least she was still paying for the place. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, and thank you again for the pies and lovely check that you sent. Mortgage payments. Mortgage. Man, I need a mortgage payment. Not I. No, I mean, I, like, I need the money to pay a mortgage. Oh, well, that's totally different. Yeah, I just need money. It's fun sometimes to eat. So, 
I'm kidding, guys. I eat today. I eat Chris's food he gave me for free. So! <coughs> Mexican lasagna. Mexican lasagna. Chimichangas. Just like Popeyes used to make at their Popeyes Taco Bell <laughs> combination restaurants. <laughs> How awful. Oh, he's like, I can't say Taco Bell again. I told Chris that earlier. <laughs> I got to if you on ever him. compare my food to Taco Bell, I will destroy you from the dick out. Whatever. Taco Bell's got you beat. He was later caught peeping into a female neighbor's house, during which he claimed that he was merely looking for his cat. His lost pussycat. Mm. Excuse me. You there in the window. Are you my pussycat? I do not have a price tag, no. I'm a model, you know what I mean. No. And I do my no. little turn on the catwalk. Don't do it. Yeah, on the catwalk. If you don't sashay Shantae right this minute... <sighs> what do I look like? Left, didn't speak, Fred... Mm. Right you shush it. Right shush it right now. Sweeping the nation as a number one hit song this very year in the story. I think. Maybe. 90s. I'm too. Alright. Um, <laughs> his. I'm going to start stripping. If please don't. don't. Stop. Um, later, he was uh, arrested for some traffic violations, but released soon, soon after. Uh, his. Weird proclivities tended to disturb the other neighbors to the point where they wished that he would just fucking move away already. Hey, Sean, I'm not even going to be nice about it anymore. Fuck you. Move. Fuck you. Hey, hey, guy. We hate you. Everyone does. We all signed this paper and it says, fuck you, Sean. You and your fucking imaginary kitty cat. Man. Oh, I did find your cat, though. Yeah, he was in my house. Yeah. Um, fuck you, Sean. Move. Fuck <laughs> oh, Sean. By the way, I got some of your mail, too. This one's from us. It says, fuck you, move. It says, fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he didn't. Two years later, he met a woman named Terry Lemoyne. Believe it or don't. Pretty he, common name I guess. around here. I mean, I don't know anybody named Terry Lemoyne. I know the Lemoyne. I've met a few Lemoynes. Yeah. Uh, he met her through a mutual friend and began dating her. After their very first date, they got into a bit of a spat. <laughs> this part's great. Where... Cut her head off and fucked it. No. Oh. Better. During which she slapped him out of frustration. Which caused him to start crying prompting her to apologetically promise that violence would no longer be part of their relationship. Yeah. That's some real shit, Christopher. That is some real-life shit that two people on this planet went through. They went to fucking, I don't know, Shoney's, and then played putt-putt at fucking Celebration Station, and then went back home, and he was like, No. I don't want to bring the bags in. She was like, you do it, damn it, and slapped him, and he just started sobbing, and she was like, <gasps> never again! You're spitting some real Louisiana shit right there, son. Right? I mean, they have Shoney's elsewhere. As well. But we had one back then. That's real adult business. <clears throat> I'd call it business. And really. that's... <laughs> and that's... <laughs> that's... Very mature of them uh, both. So, this is where we hop, skip, and a jump. Okay. From his happy, happy younger years, mm -hmm. which were really just weird, I guess. Daddy, you're crazy. Okay, just me and mommy. I'm going to push this kid down. Okay, mommy, you're leaving. Okay, yelling and stuff. And, uh, hey, cats. And then, uh, hi, lady. And then, <laughs> and then here we are. Yeah, it sounds like... Um... Oh, he met his dad again, and they got along real well until he found out his dad was gay. It sounds like he doesn't really like it when women fight back um, and actually score a but hit. But he cried about it. He didn't... He, it wasn't even fighting back. Well, like, just fight He was the general. aggressor. And, and score a hit. He doesn't like to be I hit. I think we blame this whole thing on this bitch. 
Had she not slapped him into crying, maybe he wouldn't have, on March 21st, 1994, Mm -hmm. murdered his first victim. Oh. 81-year-old Anne Bryan. This lady's last name is a man's first name, and that's okay. I'm not here to judge the dead. 81? Yes. So, she was a resident of an exclusive retirement home. I'm guessing that means she was fucking rich. Uh, He simply walked in when she left her door unlocked for her nurse. Uh, He then tried to rape her. And, of course, she starts screaming because being touched when you're an 81-year-old woman and not by your nurse uh, Uh, with gloves, I guess, on that can be scary. And what do you do when you're scared? You go, ah! So, uh, he didn't like that. He didn't like it at all, really. So he uh, cut her throat and then stabbed her repeatedly, nearly decapitating and disemboweling her in the process. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, I, I gotta find the exact number, really, but it's, it was like, uh, it was like 40-some-odd stabs. Uh, it was bad. I mean, uh, just, just stabbing, just the in and out of a knife to be enough to almost disembowel means he put a lot of little holes down there, you know? Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of work. We've said that before. Like, stabbing someone is not an easy thing to do. And then to do it that many times yeah. is, like, a lot of energy. Like, I, I wonder uh, as and well force. if this attempt at raping an 81-year-old woman uh, was just because he thought it would be easy to do, that he thought maybe it would be easy to get away with, or maybe he... Because I, from reading and and looking at the rest, it it doesn't seem like that's what his type necessarily was. Um, Yeah, so I, I don't know why the super old lady, to start it all out, like why, I hate saying it, but why risk fucking like serious imprisonment for raping an 81 year old woman right that's pretty weird I don't like thinking about it anymore the following year he and Terry moved in together and she eventually realized his addiction to pornography I keep saying pornography yeah you do like I'm a pornographist (laughs) yeah fucking weirdo is what you are um to his pornography possibly a little illiterate but uh she decided to ignore the issue although uh, granted, she didn't actually realize the kinds of I was gonna say <coughs> porn that, that, that he specifically took a liking to. Ugh. Yeah, uh, she continued to ignore the issue when he showed her pictures of dead women, which that is when the everything inside a person should scream, "You can't ignore this anymore! What's wrong with you? you That's not. a picture of a dead lady." You really shouldn't ignore such a thing. He's out here setting up camp in his pants to dead ladies. Lady! I blame you. It's fucking weird. Looking Chris dead in the eye as I say, I blame you. It's fucking weird. It is fucking weird. Um, but she's like, yeah, whatever, you know? Eh. Eh. I think I'm going to go make some jello, maybe. Some tang. They had tang in 94, right? Yeah, for sure. Delicious, delicious 94 Tang. For sure they did. It was a good year. Um, (laughs) He would have liked some 94 Tang. You. So the most she ever got out of that shit was that she felt disgusted at pictures of dead women. But uh, the two stayed together and maintained a good, on the outside and inside, I guess, maybe even, relationship. Um, Then on January number four... 1999. Almost five years after the murder of his first victim, he mm, kind of became bored in not killing people. So he was like, "Okay, I think I'm going to go ahead and kill somebody else again. Because, I mean, man, I picked up bocce ball, but there's only, you can only get so good at bocce ball before you're like, I'm going to go fucking murder somebody else. It was quite the experience to do so, I'm sure. 
I say give cornhole in a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can at least do that while you're drinking some beers. You can a ball. You can corn a hole. Well, yeah. Or, or hole a corn. You can put corn in something. We'll deliberate on that one. We we need more discussion about it. Guilty. Um. <laughs> stupid. Uh. So this is five years later after the the first one. Uh. So he finally struck again, killing Catherine Hall who was a prostitute whom he lured into his car with the promise of oral sex. It doesn't say receiving or giving, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing you don't get prostitutes or a whole lot of prostitutes to get into your car by saying, hey, I'll give you the best head of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how that exchange works usually. Get out of my dreams. <laughs> get in the backseat, baby. Yeah, the backseat. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, also, he... <laughs> That's right, that is the next part of that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, instead, though, he then attempted to kill her by strangling her with a zip tie. Uh, she tried to escape, oddly enough. So he, uh, you know, he stabbed her a bunch again. Ah, there um, comes that, okay. Before undressing her and mutilating her body. Stabbed her up. Yes. Then took her clothes off. Well, I mean, I think he stabbed her up some more. No, 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 no. Yes. Well, stabbed her to kill, and then afterwards, with the clothes off, taking, he stabbed for fun, I guess. Oh, I said, hey, you, enjoy some of my knife for fun and profit in the back of my car. Get out of my dreams, you son of a bitch. No. And into that's my where world. I reside. No, it's terrible. That's my nightmares. It's mm. not my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I hear your stupid mwahaha laugh. So after three weeks, um, well, this is four months later now. We're skipping ahead again because now he's like, I think I could get into this whole murdering people thing. Sounds like uh, he took a liking to it. Yeah. So four months later, he starts stalking Hardy Schmidt. That's a weird, cool name for an old lady. Hardy Schmidt here. Hardy. She's like, ah. What would that be short 62 for? years young. And I will kick any man's ass and drinking and smoking and cursing. Because I'm Hardy Schmidt. Sounds like that kind of lady. But what, 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 what do you think Hardy was short for? I think it was short for Hardy. H-A-R-D-E-E. I think D may have been short for Hardy, or you could have called her hard. Do you think she served good burgers? She's a hard Schmidt. No, I don't. I think that uh, Rallies has them beat. I tried. Local again. Uh, So he sees this vision named Hardy Schmidt, who can drink and curse just like the best of them. Always could, always will. She would slap him too, I think. Mm. She sees him, she sees, he sees, I see, you see, we all scream for this guy because he's going to murder us. Yeah, yeah. Man, I want some ice cream now. So, he sees her jogging. You know, you see the, just a, a really hot, broad, is what I'm going to call them from now on, mm-hmm. jogging, and you're driving by, and you're like, dames even. Boom, boom, oh, yeah. Ooh, bro, bro. Bringing out all the 90s references. And you fucking I pull your it. sunglasses down and you're going by real slow and then she like cracks open a Diet Coke. She's like pouring it all over herself. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm, like, she's mm-hmm. going to be sticky. This is gross. I'm out of here. Right? The end. No more killing for me. It's only the <laughs> this end. This lady ruined it. stabbed his. up. Um, so he stalks her. For three weeks, because he's got to have him some of that. Mm-hmm. Hardy Schmidt. Like, I bet I can outcurse her. Stalks her for three weeks. Three weeks, yes. That's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. He eventually found her jogging again early morning and hit her with his car. <laughs> yep. That's the hellos down here. Right. That's how we say, Oh, shit, I'm how sorry. How are you? Allow me to nurse your wounds. Hmm. 
Yeah, he didn't even go that far. Misery style. Yeah, he was like, okay, you're in a ditch. Okay, now zip tie. Okay, in the car you go. Okay, another place? Cool. Okay, rape. Okay, murder. Okay. Step, step, step. Kill, uh, kill, kill. Well, not really. Uh, so zip tie around the neck. Took her to an isolated area. He raped and killed her. Uh, and then he put her body in the trunk where it stayed for two days until he dumped it in the bayou located off of Highway 61 at St. James Parish. Okay. Where it was discovered soon afterward. Uh, This whole time, just like many, many serial killers aside from maybe Richard Ramirez or like... uh, Who is the other fucking nutball? The guy that wore the Mexican hat for a year and spoke with a fake accent. Um, Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, we talked about him. Yeah, we had a three-parter episode of episodes about him. Uh, Herbert Mullen. I was just about to say Herbie. That. I was, that, that's what was floating in my head. He and Richie are fuck nuts all the time. Yeah. This guy could go home to his, I guess, living girlfriend and be like, "How was your day?" Yeah. That's interesting. I can't believe Sharon would say that to you. No. Huh. I told you that bitch crazy. No, that's not blood on my fucking... No. Everything. I spilled the Kool-Aid you made me earlier while I was at work jogging. Strawberry tang. Hmm. <clears throat> they didn't make that, though. No. No, they didn't. And, and if they do now, then fuck tang. She didn't <clears throat> know that, though. Tang is a very specific kind of love. Love between a man and his tang. Good. So, and astronauts. On November 12th, we're jumping right back in. He kills again. This is number four. It's mighty active. Joyce we're up to Williams. Four already? Yep, up to four. He kills Joyce Williams and takes her body to his house, where he proceeds to mutilate. And To uh, the house? To the house, yes. He's got balls now. Um, he's not just going to cry if he's slapped now. He's going to say... A nay-nay. This is where I stand. Is he going to do the dance, too? Probably. Ugh. Ugh. So he mutilates it, and he engages in a little bit of cannibalism. You know, uh... What? He eats her nipples. What? Yeah. It's very Chikatilo of him. Uh, he then dumps her body, where it wouldn't be discovered until January of... The year 2000! He ate them raw? I don't know. It doesn't say he cooked them, man. It just said he cut her nipples off and ate them. I know it had to be really, really chewy. That's why Chikatilo was like, I'll just have this in in my mouth for a while, and I'll go ahead and, you know, I'll just, like, gum and stuff. It's nipples, man. It's not like it's not like fingers and toes where you could just, you know, actually scarf them down. It's fucking nipples, man. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want from me? A little garlic, a little butter. Some nipples? Sprinkle of salt. No nipples. Saute them up nice with maybe some shallots and some... (sighs) Yes, we'll do all that later. Um, Marjoram. So, in the span of the next three years, which is the year 2000 to the year 2003, um, he kills three more. Jeez, Louise. So that is grand total of seven Seven? so far, yes. Um, While... Uh, running parallel to the story other than you is second Louisiana serial killer Derek Todd Lee uh, who whom Gillis admired while they were both active at the same time Um, and then Gillis murdered his eighth and final victim whom I keep saying whom because it's more fun was 43 year old Donna Johnston Donna Johnston Okay. That's always weird when they put a, a T in, yeah. in that name, but okay. Cheers me up pretty bad. On February 26th, 2004, after taking 45 pictures of her body, he then took it to another location and dumped it. But he took the time to pose the body first. On March 3rd, a task force was established to look into the murders of Johnston and two other victims of Gillis, and also other victims that couldn't be linked to Lee, 
who was actually now captured. Oh. And they were like, cool, we got this serial killer. And then they were like, oh, but wait, there's still people out there murdering serial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Not just seasonally. Yes. Like, you know, the Count and... Man, Booberry? The Frankenberries. Why do I not stock up on that shit while it's out? It's so I don't good. know. You missed it. Target mm. had a shitload of it. I mean, I bought a bunch when it was out and ate a bunch while it was out. I love Booberry, but it's just not the same if it's December. I got some Frankenberry in there right now. I was actually rather disappointed that it's not as strong a flavor as I remember. The Booberry is. Man, is it strong. Is it? That shit will knock your dick in the dirt. Fruity. So, uh, the <laughs> fucker. Uh, so Lee was apprehended the previous year, actually, uh, for his own killings, which sparked fears of one or two other serial killers still being at large. Both of these guys are just called the Baton Rouge Killer. Okay. Which is like pretty lame. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You think we would be a little bit more, but then you can't glorify it with like you know. I don't sure, know. they can. They do it all the time. You're not supposed to, and I think we fucking watched our P's and Q's a little better than most. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't know. So as, so as to not sensationalize their... Hopefully, yeah. Their, uh, their uh, you know, actions and stuff and make them try to go at it a little better. So in April of 2003, uh, tire tracks found at the dump site of Donna Johnston were traced to a certain model of tire. And then on April 28th, Investigators interviewed and got DNA swabs from a number of people who owned vehicles that had that specific tire model, including Gillis. When his DNA sample matched the DNA found on the hairs of two of his victims, police arrested him the next day in front of Terry, his loving, doting girlfriend monster, to whom he apologized during the arrest. Hey, I may have killed eight women. Sexually and violently. I'm so sorry. Sorry, not sorry. At least it wasn't you. Mm hmm. I wanted to. I fucking hate you for slapping me, you son of a bitch. You fucking hate I'll get you someday. <laughs> She's not a son. No. So, <clears throat> um, so he apologizes for that, which is sweet of him, I guess. But ultimately, uh, doesn't excuse him from doing them. Uh, later that day, he finally confessed to his murders and his house was subsequently searched. Among the items recovered were newspaper clippings of Carrie Yoder, the final victim of Derek Todd Lee, and a computer file titled DTL, which are Lee's initials. Down to lick. And that too. <laughs> in which he stored news and information about Lee's crimes. Uh, Gillis would go on to allege that he feared being, quote-unquote, outdone by Lee, who was a borderline mentally retarded uh, man who killed at, not random, but somewhat. A little bit more prolific than this guy. Maybe we'll touch on him next episode. Yeah, I think <clears throat> you should do that, and I'll just listen. Okay, fuck you. After evaluating his confessions and giving him various charges that would change a few times before they stuck, uh, they finally charged him for the murders of Catherine Hall, uh, Johnny Williams, and Donna Johnston, which he stood trial for on July 21st, 2008. On July 31st, he was eventually found guilty of all charges and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole after the jury made... Uh, her had been deadlocked during the penalty phase. On August of the previous year, he pled guilty to second-degree murder and was subsequently convicted in the murder of Joyce Williams. On February 17th, 2009, Gillis pled guilty to the murder of Marilyn Nevels, whom he received another life sentence for. Jeebus. Jeebus indeed. So unlike the other guy, Lee who basically targeted women at random who were in somewhat working class, you know, kind of successful neighborhood type places. Uh, Gillis targeted prostitutes who were a little higher in age and, uh, you know, 
addicted to crack. Probably. Crack kills, after all. We all know so this. So does he. Yeah. On crack. Possibly. Uh, there were two exceptions to his victimology, who were the 81-year-old Anne Bryan, his first, and the 52-year-old Hardy Schmidt. Hardy Schmidt. Um, I'm 50. That's right. I'm 52. Kick. Uh, who lived in an affluent area of Baton Rouge and became a target just because he liked her jogging. That'll teach you ladies to jog. Mm-hmm. Oh. Stay your ass at home. Make me a sandwich or something. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking fixed that one nicely. Um, so, of course, uh, he initially stabbed his victims, but then figured out how to actually work a zip tie and strangled them to death. Uh, some of his victims were found undressed and or mutilated post-mortem with body parts cut off. Um, in the case of Hardy Schmidt, uh, she, of course, was also struck by a car because <laughs> he hit her with a car. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so his known victims in listicle form. March 21st, 1994, and Brian, 81. Uh, he wanted to just rape, but then ended up fucking almost just doing, turning into dust or something. I don't know, man. 99. That's five years later, of course. Uh, January 4th, Catherine Hall. She was 29. Uh, he attempted to strangle her with a zip tie, then fatally stabbed her 16 times. Um, he then engaged in necrophilia with her, and he mutilated her body uh, post-mortem. Um, oh, and uh, the, there was 47 stab wounds on, on Anne Bryan, the 81-year-old lady, uh, in the face, genitals, and breasts. Jesus. Yeah, it's bad. Um, May 30th, Hardy, Mosley Schmidt, Schmidt, uh, 52. He stalked her for three weeks and then hit her with a car, raped her, strangled her, and then mutilated her body. Uh, November 2nd, Joyce Williams, uh, November 12th, sorry, uh, Joyce Williams, who was 36, strangled, then mutilated post-mortem, and he ate her severed nipples. Ate her severed nipples. You heard me. Mm. 2000. Uh, January, Lillian Rob- Robinson, who was 52, he strangled and then engaged in necrophilia with her body. Um, October was Marilyn Nevels, 38, strangled. Um, she actually wasn't even known to be missing until his confession to her murder years later. Uh, wow. Yeah. We go to o- October 2003. What a dick. Johnny Mae Williams, 45, he strangled her and then severed her hands post-mortem I couldn't tell you why but he did Uh, and then February 26 2004 Donna Bennett Johnston 43 he raped strangled then he severely mutilated her body post-mortem and removed her left arm and then ate her severed nipples Jesus Christ yeah Um, this this guy is still alive He's still in a Louisiana uh, maximum security fucking prison. Um, oh, it's a fucking prison, all right. God, I hope so. It's what they do. Rape you in the ass federal prison. That's right. Man. That's right. Because that's pretty much what he deserves. Just like that guy in Superman 3 got. And now... He has become the gay. Lumberg fucked him. <laughs> so, uh, that's our little somewhat shorty uh, bit of a this guy time. This guy was quite a winner. He uh... he ate eight women. Uh, he didn't eat eight women. I stuttered for a second. Um, sorry. So, there were eight victims. He did horrible things before and after immediately in their their deaths um I can only fucking imagine the jogging lady so he hits her with a car she goes into a ditch after being fucking hit by a car unexpectedly mm-hmm. so she's in fucking pain she's hurting already so he fucking zip ties her up and throws her into the car she's already suffering from fucking automobile accident damage to her fucking soft tissue Brings her somewhere else, then rapes her 
while she's fucking tied up and in pain from her fucking being hit by a car and then kills her. No love. Like, fuck you, dude. No mercy. Like, I just empathized with that whole situation and it sucks. Man. I mean, rape in general has got to be one of the most terrifying fucking things that a person can possibly go through in their entire lives. Well, sure. Having something so personal just fucking forcefully taken from you, given to you, made to fucking exist through, and then you're gonna kill me afterwards, but you already hit me by a car, so like my arms or legs or something, ribs at least, are fucking broken. Something's broken. And you're probably not being the most gentle fucking necrophiliac cannibal fucking asshole. No. And if you're even... Never mind, I'm not gonna go into that part, but... Yeah, you... just none, No part of that sounds like uh, uh, friendly in any way, or he, sexy in any way. He... To me, uh, just... He didn't even just pick up, like, random women or anything like that. Like, he he actually knew one of them as a friend for years. And then uh, got her into the car, and then she was talking about being all addicted to crack and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah? Well, here's some crack, and then strangle rape stuff, you know? Um, it's... But it just seems like he wasn't a person to even know to be personal. Uh, fuck, man. This dude is, is a weird because he's not smart, but he's not stupid. But he's he's also not careful. No. He's not, he's not anything that a good serial killer should be. Yeah, he doesn't sound very much like to be uh, much of a premeditator. No. Other than to say, I think I'm going to go kill somebody today. This is like that guy, Ron, that you used to work with back at the fucking Dairy Queen. And he's just like, yeah, Ron's an alright guy, I guess. You know, he doesn't hurt nobody. And then you find out he killed seven people. And you're like, alright, I can see Ron doing that, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's this guy. Where it's like, oh, I guess it. I guess the evidence was there, sure. Mm-hmm. But it could also have not been there. Because Why? Why, I th- it's, it's all, it's, it's his mother, and it's his fucking girlfriend's fault. That's right, I'm blaming you ladies. This guy was a stupid pile of shit clay, and the two of you hammered him, hammered him into something that you found attractive, which was a man with a weird mustache, thick-rimmed glasses, and eight bodies under his belt. It's quite a belt. To hold up his pants and eight bodies? That's quite a belt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> sir. Come get my belt, bitch. No. Um, so. I'm coming for the gold. On that note, we're going to go ahead and say we'll see you sooner than later with another installment of Louisiana Kills Fruity Pebbles over and <laughs> over again. Man, that's so delicious, but they take up so much space in the bowl. And Pebbles needs to share. Mm. Fruit Loops, I like too. I mean, I'm ashamed. Apple Jacks, even. Just give me some milk and some cardboard, and I will eat it. And I'll say that it's <laughs> it's fucking good enough. As long as it's covered <clears throat> in sugar, I think they should have at least made one so far. And all these years, named fucking. Like, why Why were there Fruity Pebbles and not Cocoa Bam Bams? I don't know what a Cocoa Bam Bam is. Well, instead of Pebbles, let Pebbles be the fruity one and Bam Bam be the... Oh! The chocolate one. Or I the mean, other way around. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, I mean... The, the UFOs, conspiracies, and murders, you know? Uh, I mean, there's always that. And uh, I'm going to try to come with something a little less flavorful next time because this one was just jam-packed with the flavor. And jam. And packed. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. <laughs> Countdown! A three, 
and a two, and a three, two, one, go. I'm not a beatboxer. I'd love to be. I wish I could. Or a scat artist. Jason paints with his poop, by the way. While he does that. Don't look at my hands. It's that, disgusting, but you'll love the end product, I swear. That song plays on repeat while Jason does his masterworks. And randomly, it's got to skip at least three, but randomly, every once in a while, a Cotton Eye Joe's thrown in. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a change of pace. Yep. Yep. Good night. Later, kids. Just like I need you. Oh.